What's up, principals, and welcome to the Principal Crew Podcast. My name is Adam Welcome. I'm a principal. I'm your host, and I have an absolutely amazing guest with me today. My friend, Derek McCoy, who is a principal. He's the NASSP National Digital Principal. He's an author, and I have to say, one of the best dressers I know, always rocking the bow tie, and this morning coming to us from North Carolina. My man, thanks for being here on the show. Adam, you know, just thank you so much for that warm welcome. You all, it, it always make me smile <clears throat> when we talk and, and we get into it, but uh, I'll take best dress uh, from you any day. That's that, that's fantastic. Thanks so, thanks so much, man. And it's 27 degrees here in North Carolina. Can you believe uh, that? No, I, you got a beanie on. I, I get it. Um, man, you're wearing a bow tie. I've told my wife I'm never wearing a tie again unless my superintendent tells me you got to wear a tie. And even then I right. might say, man, we got to talk about this. So kudos, <laughs> kudos to you for rocking the bow tie. But hey, man, Derek, tell us about yourself. Tell the listeners uh, just who you are, where you're from, and just uh, just some fun fun stuff about Derek. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I um, so this is I, I I'm all about the middle school. Uh, I've uh, I'm a middle school. I'm a lifelong middle school education uh, educator, advocate, and agitator. Uh, start off as a middle school math teacher, uh, middle school assistant principal, and then um, most of my career now has been in middle school administration. Uh, it starts in the middle. Hey, so uh, this is. My one of my missions is to get us to uh, release the fear that we have in middle school and embrace the awesome potential that middle schools have for us. So I'm, I'm able to do that with um, my co-author Darren in the book The Revolution. I'm blessed to be a speaker presenter. Uh, I come to work every day, charged up, fired up to to just unleash and challenge some students into being empowered and to changing the world. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to do it. I love connecting. I love building up my PLN. Uh, I'm all about, recently, I'm going to tell you, I'm all about just diving into being a more healthier and happier Derek. Because when Derek is healthier and happier, um, it, I was about to say the world is a better place. The world ah. may not, I may not make the world a better place, but I, I know my place in the world is happier and healthier and better. So uh, we we can we can embrace a, a mission of long we can embrace the longevity when we focus on health and happiness. Man, I mean, there's so much to unpack there, but the one thing I will focus on is just that the health and happiness. I've been saying for so long. I think too many people, especially school administrators, are just they're workaholics and they're working too much and they're burning the candle at both ends. And when you are happy and healthy and balanced in your personal life, you're just gonna be healthier and happier and balanced in, in your work life. And you gotta put those barriers on, on your day. And I think that is like a whole nother podcast episode just on balance and leadership. I'm gonna have you back on the podcast in the future to talk about that. But talking about leadership right now, let's talk about leadership. What do you see as the biggest obstacle for leaders? And not necessarily in 2020, because this is, just like a year, like none of us have ever experienced, but just just in general, leaders, like what are the obstacles that, that you face or that you think leaders in general face? Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm gonna say leaders in general, but particularly school leaders, we face a, uh, 
crisis of, and I say crisis, because if we don't do it right, it, it's not gonna, it's not that it's gonna get bad. It's just gonna get unhealthy and bad, and a lot of a lot of systems will suffer. But we face a crisis of not knowing and understanding leadership versus management. Mm. You know, um, I think. Uh, I think some of our models, some of our mentors, some of our edu uh, education preparation courses or programs, uh, we talk leadership, but at the end, the fail safe that we fall back to is management. The, uh, I have a great friend, a great mentor who says, uh, if you're a leader, it's about change because mm -hmm. otherwise you're managing and keeping things status quo. And for us, for most of us in our schools, we're looking at what we can do better for learners. And if we think about learners, something needs to change. So how do we lead that change? And if we don't have a good understanding of leadership, of being leaders at a time like that and what's involved in it, then we will fall back to management tactics. And if you're if you have a management mindset with a leadership uh, mission, it's gonna it's gonna mismatch and and vice versa. And then we cause more stress on ourselves, Adam, because if we're not reflective, if we're not looking at what we have done, what we are doing, and what we want to do, then we're going to get an unhealthy balance. And no matter what we try to do there, we're not going to find peace in ourselves. So we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be a vicious cycle in how it makes us unhealthy. So that is a crisis piece that we have to make sure that we are doing. We, I, I think a lot of us get into this and we're looking to, to um, be directors and tell and, and, and do this, do that, as opposed to being the leader of, the, of, of that round table. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people, when they kick back to from leader to manager, it's, it's almost fear it's, it's leading in fear. So when they're out there, they're leading and they, they have that new leadership position or they're, they're excited or whatever it might be. And then they go, ooh, this is new. I'm a little nervous. Will I get in trouble? What, what are people gonna say? Mm, I'm gonna, that's the fear kicking in. And then they just go back to managing. Okay, okay, you go here, Boom. you go here, you go here, you go here. And I mean, that's why if you go to Amazon and type in leadership, there's millions of books on leadership because it's hard. And I think too, one piece that I don't think enough educators that I talk to think about or work on is, is reading books or having conversations about leadership without educators, because education is a microcosm. And I think that educators need to talk to military leaders and business leaders and church leaders or whoever, you know, whoever that may be, just to get that different perspective, because leadership is leadership, but leadership is not just leadership. And having that kind of full viewpoint on it is uh is so important and leaders are everyone teachers you are leaders crossing guard you are a leader of that crossing guard bus drivers uh pastors whoever it may be the the the, the checker at the grocery store you are a leader and it's all all i think what you what you bring to the table and, and your mindset I want, if i may i want to give a shout out to my friend glenn robbins so glenn was uh glenn was a, a digital principal for i think 16. Hmm. um and if you're on twitter please follow glenn robbins he's a superintendent up in um up in pa now but glenn was one of the first pe first people to school me 
thoroughly on the value of reading outside education. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, good leadership books outside of education. So if you're on Twitter, find Glenn Robbins, uh, connect with him, send him a DM and say, hey man, uh, this is my situation. I need three books. I, I, I need three books. He's gonna change, he and his reading recommendations will change, will change your, it, it'll just change everything that you do. It's just going to change your perspective, which in turn is going to help your leadership, which is in turn going to help your people and your community and, and just you on, on how you move forward. All right, let's talk about money for a minute. Derek, you won $10 million on the lotto. What would right. you do with the money? Good. So let's first of all, clarify. <laughs> is it good? Because I, I don't want to get... Uh, I don't want to get 10 million DMs <laughs> saying, hey, Derek, this is going on right now. So, uh, so send me some money. Yeah, so, uh, man, and everybody's dreaming about that. If I won $10 million, you know, Adam, the first thing I would do is um, I would want to I would want to still be a principal. Mm. I would want to still be a principal. Um, I, I still want to change lives from inside here. And, and that's a limited viewpoint. You know, of course, things have changed when that money hits the bank account. <laughs> but, but, but right now I'm telling you that I still want to be here. I do want to do more in the community though. Mm. I do want to, I do want to extend. I've never liked that school ends at 315. You know, I've never liked that, that hard, that hard piece. So what can we do to extend school to transform school to school more to to be more school and community, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, you know the after school I get the after school programs I get I get extracurriculars I get this and that I get that, but it is time to rethink that whole piece and make that transformative, life changing, and help set kids more on their path. So me and my two million after I set up you know set up my family and. Uh, of course, I take a couple of good vacations, you know, <laughs> no doubt. Got to treat yourself, right, <laughs> but, right. but, and, um, but giving back and and building the community and and um, and definitely help serving help serving the school community, uh, finding a way to to be a bit a bridge there, you know, um, to to build more meaningful partnerships. That's I think that is a gap that we're needing right now. We're we're too divisive in school and community, school and partnership. We need to bridge more and let, let things flow more seamlessly together. So hopefully $10 million could, could be a good start in, in doing that. So we, we did not talk about that answer before the podcast. I did not know what Derek is gonna say, but <clears throat> there's a quote from Jim Carrey that I think sits really well. I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. And as you're talking, <laughs> as you're talking, my, you know, what I would do with 10 million is so much what, what you would do. I would take what I would need for me and my family and give my friends or the community the rest. Right. And, you know, I don't know, everybody has a different viewpoint, but, um, you know, helping out other people is, uh, is uh, you know, there's an old rap song, more money, more problems. And it's more true. money, more problems. Yeah, I, That's I, right. I forget who That's sang right. it, but that was from my youth. And my, my wife and I, I've talked about that with my wife over the years, you know, um, because you, you got to be happy uh, first and foremost. All right. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I would keep working too. I, mm -hmm. I um, 
uh, you know, and let me say this, uh, Adam, since you just made that announcement a couple of days ago, I'm glad you're back in the game, man. I'm back in the game. You're back in the game, truly. Uh, this the principal ship gives me joy. Mm. I drive to work every day with a smile on my face. Yesterday was a long, tough principal day. Yesterday was a long, tough principal day mm. for me. Truly was. But I am thankful for every day. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like that for some for about something, then I want to keep doing that. I, I definitely want to keep doing that. Now, I would love to have some other resources to do some other things, mm. but I, that's why I think this is a mission. This, this is a blessing. You are a blessing to this profession, so I'm glad you're back in and glad you're doing what you do to help us. But we need to be have that level of fulfillment for, for what we do. And money won't change that. Money no, won't change that. It doesn't. So for people that are listening to know what Derek's talking about, I in my past life, I was an elementary school principal and then I was a director of, of innovation at the central office and, and enjoyed it. And then I left uh, for three years just to be a full-time speaker, consultant, traveling the country, and uh, it always with a goal of going back and to awesome, school. An awesome speaker, an awesome oh. speaker. And <laughs> Let's put that piece in there. All right. Well, thank you. Um, and kind of always with the goal of going back. And with COVID, it just really accelerated that. And I'm back at a school. And I'll tell you, uh, I started on Monday. Man, just the excitement. Even my kids, my kids are are seven and nine. They say, Dad, we're excited that you're a principal again. And it it feels good. It feels good. So good, man. Good. All right. Um, Ahmad Aubrey, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. What is the conversation that you have or that you want to have with people about race? in our country if it's a, a parent at your school if it's a neighbor if it's if it's someone that lives across the country what what is that conver that what is that conversation derek um well let me parallel well let me answer that by by sharing what the conversations i've had with my teachers here at uh, north Asheboro middle school with some conversations that I've had with my own children. Uh, so my own, just, just so we know, my own kids are 26 and 31. And I just started North Asheboro Middle School this summer. Um, so just became the new principal here. So all these, while all these things were happening, you know, um, just a very, int- this has just been a very intense year. This has just been a very intense year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, while we're dealing with COVID, one pandemic, this other pandemic that's been going on for years, these things have just come to a new light. So with my teachers here is, uh, my conversation has been, we cannot make our talks or our thinking about this event-based, okay? So we can't, we can't talk about those things as standalones and we can't be ready to talk about the next thing. We have to change our narrative so change our, change our thinking so that our narrative is ongoing and we're not just, so we're not just panic based and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just, just filled with anxiety for it, but we are accepting where we are right now. And, and, and that's, that's not a bleak state. And, and this is the part that, that my kids, that I talk about with my kids. And, and, when, and it's not that we're bleak or morbid or uh, that, that we have a, a, a depressed mindset about it. 
we have this is this is this is reality and what's going on in a lot of our communities. My son is my son is 31 years old. He's a lawyer, and he, you just can't tell him anything. Mm. I worry about him on 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 car stops. Mm. I mean on on, on police car stops. I, um, so we talk about this. Um, so we we can't wait to have conversations, mm -hmm. but the conversations have to be real. You know, this is reality. This this is what we do. Um, how how can we be a part of a society that changes that? What is our role? Mm -hmm. What what does what does what do we need to change in our classroom to transform learning experiences so that students are exposed? They see, they become an informed electorate. They become they become passionate about um, their role in the community. They're passionate about the, the potential for what they can do when they become voting age. You know, we're middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. um, what can we do to inspire? What can we do to inform and then make them lifelong learners so that they are committed to growth and uh, and inclusivity? The my a big message, really, uh, really, Adam, that I don't think we can all say enough about is just having a mission of inclusivity. Mm. I mean, man, um, <clears throat> this when we think about the the fact that our country is still uh, largely seven seven percent white, we have so we have a lot of communities where there are there is no diversity. Mm -hmm. So what what do you do there? You still teach inclusivity. You still you, you still teach inclusivity, however you can, um, and is and it has to be a good clear message across for everyone. Mm -hmm. We all can commit to that. Um, I right now I'm working with a group that that we do some that we do and build these kind of uh, awarenesses on some things. Um, when we educate and when we talk about where we are and the things that we're doing and look at our own biases and we all have biases <laughs> we would look at our own biases and and just and just commit to a journey of uh, reflection and growth reflection and growth then we're making ourselves better so that we can make our place in the world better mm -hmm. Um, there, there's, there's so, there's so much there that we can, that we need to talk about, that we can talk about, but it really just talk, but it really just goes back to Adam, the fact that we are working in an education system that's, that's, that was built 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, we, we're still doing pacing guides. Uh, we don't have tech. Most of us don't have textbooks, but we still have textbook mentality that, mm -hmm that still teach a section of African-American history mm -hmm. or a section of, or we build school culture around, well, his, uh, Hispanic Awareness Month is now. Mm -hmm. So now you do it and then we're done. So it, a lot of our systems are just hundreds of years old as opposed to, hey, uh, let's really, let's be leaders, not managers, Managers manage a calendar mm -hmm. and look for Black History Month. Leaders look for inclusivity and integration. And I think you are right. There is so much to unpack there. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, Derek, you and I need to start 
uh, like a monthly podcast where we just talk about <laughs> that, you know, because this is a podcast, but for people that don't know, I am a white man. Derek is a black man living in this country. And I think, you know, people like us are people that should be starting these conversations for other people to at least listen to and hear and digest. And if you're listening and you're in an area that they're not having these conversations, uh, start the conversation, uh, listen to understand, educate yourself. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Emmanuel Acho, who is a commentator on ESPN. He played college football, professional football for a little bit. And he started a YouTube channel just after George, George Floyd was murdered called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And just my wife and I watched all of those. Uh, we watched them with our kids. He has a brand new book out that was like number four in the New York Times bestseller list that he did with Oprah, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And it, at the very, at the start, if you don't know where to start, have a conversation. And it may, be, conversation. may be uncomfortable for people if you are new to the conversation, but, but you got to have the conversation. We're going to put a pin in that because I want to talk to you more about that because there is so much to unpack. Um, so much. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, for, and, for, for us and for other people that are, that are listening that are, man, like I want to ask this question or I want to know perspective on that. And, and uh, it's, it's too important to not continue that conversation, Derek. Yep. Take it back. To, um, so those who are listening out there, and I love what you said earlier, Adam, we're all leaders. So mm -hmm. I'm not, we're not talking about principals or what or central office. We're all, if you're in front of kids, we're all leaders. Mm -hmm. We are all leaders. So leaders, no matter what role you are, um, leaders lead change. So what change do you need to make or think about in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion in your practice, in your house, in your school, in your classroom that will make the world a better place? Because there is something that we all can do. No one, no one is killing it. There's something that we all can do. So commit to those questions, commit to the reflection, and let's make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Our kids deserve it. Hey, oh, look at that. Look at look what you just did. You just I dropped it. <laughs> you just dropped in. Kids deserve it. Hey, Derek, book recommendation time. What are you reading? Yep. What have you read recently that you want to recommend to people? So I literally, I know this is on a podcast. You guys cannot see this, <laughs> but literally, I'm gonna I'm holding this up. They these two books are literally six inches from my computer screen. And Adam, you can see them right here to attest mm -hmm. to this. I'm doing two books right now at, at once, um, White Fragility and uh, Cultural Response to Teaching and the Brain. So mm -hmm. uh, Adam, we are, uh, so White Fragility, we're doing that as a, um, as a district book study. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's been on, it's been on my recent, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm also, I'm in the middle of reading uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist mm. by Kenzie. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm literally finishing up that book right now. Um, so I guess I'm reading three books, I should say. <laughs> um, so all these, all these are timely. I'm really excited to get into cultural responsive teaching in the brain because we are going to we're going to we're going to revolutionize PD here at uh, at North Ashboro Middle School. 
So we're gonna develop some strands here. And one of the strands is gonna be around uh, cultural responsive teaching in the brain. So uh, Zaretta Hammond, uh, looking to get into uh, looking to get into this. We, again, shifting from teaching practices from 200 years ago mm. to being honest and true to the learners in front of us today. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to, if, if you had a great project last year and you're looking and you want to replicate it because you had good feelings about that project last year, the reality is that project may not serve the kids in front of you. Mm -hmm. We have to be responsive to the kids in front of us. That is our call and our duty. So as we were picking books, this this is one that we want that this is one that that was big and we wanted to get into. Now, how to be an anti-racist, that was that's a personal read. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, I, Kendi is blowing my mind with race is a social construct. Mm -hmm. He is blowing my mind with the history. Um, he, he does such an, he's a powerful writer and he talks about his own experiences. Uh, it is, it's, it is just a powerful read. I've done, and I've done the first chapter in, in White Fidelity. Um, there's so much work that we all have to do. Mm -hmm. There's so much. There's so much work that we all have to. There's so much give and take that all of us need to embrace and give and 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 understand, so that we all can. So that we all can be better. I need to be better so that you and I can be better, Adam. Mm -hmm. And when you and I are better, our schools are better and our communities are better. You know. So um, uh, we all need to just. Keep keep educating ourselves. Um, keep reading and learning and growing and doing what we can to serve the learners and really to serve others around us. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know I embrace myself as a servant leader, but I'm also a, a servant community member. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm also a servant family member. So, um, I my my mission is to help those around me and and for me to improve myself. So. so, yeah, so for people that don't know uh, who Derek's talking about, for like the two people out there, Ibram Kendi, uh, follow him on, uh, follow him on, on Instagram and Twitter. He just drops oh my gosh. so much, so much knowledge. And I think just to go back to the question about uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and so many others, he went to Stonewall Jackson High School, uh, yep. Ibram. And for people that don't know, Stonewall Jackson was a Confederate general and they're actually renaming it. And I don't know the outcome, but he was, it was the front running new name was Ibram Kendi High School. I don't know the outcome. Oh, I don't know the I outcome. Know that. Yeah, I, I need to research it. I saw that a few months ago and he, he put something out was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I went to Stonewall Jackson and they're thinking about renaming the high school after me. Um, just what a, what an honor. So, um, Thank you for the book recommendations. Man, we can't talk about books unless you give the elevator speech on your book. So Derek, tell us about your book. I, well, I appreciate it, thank you. Our book is The Revolution, It's Time to Empower Change in Our Schools. Mm -hmm. And it was written by two middle school principals who are committed to seeing middle school and K-12 done different. Mm. Um, we. We don't want teachers, we don't want you to be the teacher that you had when you were a student. We want you to be the revolutionary that your learners need. So our book is, a, is our effort to help you 
is to empower you to make change, to equip, to share and connect with other people who are doing great things, to show the possibility and to be a resource and a, and a connection to helping you create the learner-centered environment that your students need. Well, I, I attest, I've read the book. I've done a review on the book on my YouTube and my Twitter. Man, back when, and I back when it came your, out. I never forget your promotion. You know, you, <laughs> you are, you're still a big hero of mine. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you bet. Derek, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Please, everyone, remember to connect with Derek. Uh, go back and listen to the books and the resources and the people and that he talked about to connect with them. Please remember to subscribe, tell your friends, leave a rating. Thank you everyone. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.